Hey there, you're listening to The Simple Home, a podcast for the modern mom looking for a slower pace, a life with less stuff, less to do, and more time for what really matters. Living simply is more than just getting rid of clutter. It's about letting go of expectations to create a life of intention. Motherhood is the ultimate Groundhog Day experience, where much of every day is spent on the logistical stuff necessary to keep everyone alive so you can wake up and do it again the next day. You don't need just one more thing. You need easier ways to manage the constant cleaning and feeding, the overwhelming clutter, the never-ending to-do list. I wish I could hire you a personal chef, a nanny, a housekeeper, and a personal finance guru, but I can't. What I can do is support you in your journey of letting go of all expectations and taking life at a slower pace. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast today. Hey there, welcome to episode number 10 of the Simple Home Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna, and today we're going to talk about the idea that there's not enough time in the day, and I'm going to help you find a lot of extra hours in your schedule this week, and hopefully every week from here on out. So we hear it all the time, right? And I'm guilty of it too. I don't have time for X. You fill in the blank. I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to make dinner. I don't have time to read a book, and so on and so on and so on. Time's a really interesting thing. It feels like it moves so fast. We even often say that it just keeps getting faster. But really, we get the same amount of time every single week, and everybody else gets the same amount of time as you do. Yet some people feel so at peace with their time, and others feel like they never have enough. So why do some people feel at peace with the time that they have, and then others don't? What I've found to be true is that people who feel like they have enough time are the ones who are in control of their time. They manage the time they have. These people have figured out how they are spending their time and made changes to ensure they're purposeful about this time. They have also figured out how to get the most of their time with systems and stay focused on what they want. The other type of people are constantly trying to hold on to their time and it feels impossible. They go from one thing to the next without much thought, and much of their free time is filled with habitual, unnecessary tasks. If you have a free 15 minutes, do you find yourself checking your phone five times or grabbing a snack without even being hungry? So this used to be me, and honestly, still is sometimes. I think I fall somewhere in between these two people. I haven't yet mastered my time but I have learned how to track it and analyze it and am moving towards feeling more at peace. So if you're thinking, I never have a free 15 minutes, that sure would be nice, then stick with me because you'll be surprised with how much free time you actually have. I feel like the way we spend our time comes down to two things, at least in my world it does. The first thing is our priorities. You likely do make many of your time decisions based on your priorities or things you feel you need to get done. Sometimes our priorities and the millions of things we feel like we need to get done can get a bit jumbled. So it's important to think through your priorities every once in a while. And we'll talk more about this later on in this episode. The second way we spend our time is determined by how worn out or stressed we are. If you sit in front of the TV for two hours before bed every night, it's probably because you're just too tired to think or do anything else. 
Your brain needs a break, and most likely you didn't get a real break all day, so lounging in front of the TV might be the only option at the end of the day. Hopefully, with this podcast episode, you'll be able to make some changes in how you manage your time and how you look at it. And the first thing that I want you to do, and if you're listening to this right now, and when I say this, you decide you're totally done with this episode, please stick it out because I'm telling you this technique works. So the first thing I want you to do is track your time. Now, I'm not talking about being crazy and tracking every second of your day for weeks and weeks and weeks. What I'm talking about with time tracking is just watching where your time is going. So if you have no idea how to do this and you've never done it before, it's similar to if you were on a diet or trying to watch the things you ate. It's similar to tracking the food you were eating so that you could see what you're actually consuming in your body. So instead of food, we're tracking what you're doing from the time you wake up until the time you go to bed. And even if you just do this for a couple days or a week, you're going to get huge insights into what your regular routine looks like so that you can change your schedule just a little bit if needed. So if you're not sure where to start, I've created a pretty simple time tracking sheet that you can download for free. If you go to athomewithkids.com forward slash time tracking, you can get it there. It's so simple. Just print off a couple of them and then you can use it from day to day and see where your time is going. I like to do it in 30 minute increments and just check in maybe three times a day more if you haven't done this before at first and then you you don't have to do it quite as much, but check in and just jot down really quick what you were doing during those times. Now, in order for this to be effective, you can't switch your schedule so that it looks like you have your ideal schedule right now. You got to just do your regular thing and write it down as it is. And you have to be pretty honest with yourself. If you spent 45 minutes on Facebook, write it down. Make sure you block that time down instead of just saying a few minutes on Facebook. Write down the actual amount so that you can see where you might be able to gain a few minutes in your week to do something else. So, Make sure you start there. Track your time because if you don't do that first, you don't really know where your time is going. And we often kind of lie to ourselves about this. We we paint a picture in our mind and it might be very different from what's actually going on. So go to athomewithkids.com forward slash time tracking, download my free printable there and get started with that in the next few days. The second thing I want you to do in order to make some changes is to figure out what your priorities are. What are the things you care about the most and want to have in your life? Is your health a priority? Now, I'm not asking if you're currently making time for these, just if it's a priority for you. So think about if learning is a priority, traveling, time with friends and family, and you're going to take out a sheet of paper and list all of the things that are important for you or to you. Now use that list and instead of saying, I don't have time for X, switch it around to X isn't a priority for me. So if before you were saying, I don't have time to exercise, but on your list, health is a priority for you, then you need to go through and say, exercise isn't a priority for me. You're going to feel how that feels to your body. And really when we say that, I know I listed some things like, reading to my kids is a priority for me, but I constantly say, you know what, I'm too busy to read before bedtime and I don't have time for it. And what I'm really saying is reading to my kids before bedtime isn't a priority for me. And I could definitely gain five minutes somewhere 
to read a simple story. So when you switch that around, you're going to notice how that feels and be able to look at it more honestly to see which of these things truly are a priority. I also want you to look at your time tracking sheet and the things that you are spending your time at, like watching Netflix, and put it in that sentence. Watching Netflix is a priority to me. Scrolling through Facebook is a priority to me. You get my point, right? Now, of course, I'm not condemning those activities. If you enjoy watching an hour of TV before bed and the rest of your life is going great, then by all means, watch an hour of TV before bed. Not a big deal there. But if you're looking for more time and that's not one of your priorities, you may want to start shifting some things around. The things that you're spending your time on have become your priorities. You're possibly so exhausted that you aren't very intentional about how you spend your time and you're looking for activities that take little to no effort, such as Netflix and Facebook. So hopefully in this exercise, we can change that so you're not so exhausted and can use your time the way you want. Another tip I have is to flip your schedule. So rather than staying up late, try to go to bed earlier and get up a little bit earlier. All you'll likely be missing out on is some of that lounging around time that you're doing because you're so exhausted. So you might as well go to bed a little bit earlier. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't have any of that lounging time or TV time because if it's something you enjoy again, just go for it. But remember that if you're looking for more time, we might have to ditch the nighttime TV sessions or just shorten them a little bit and go to bed a bit earlier so you're not so exhausted. This way you'll be able to get up earlier and most people are much more productive in the morning, assuming they get enough sleep the night before. There are fewer distractions in the morning and your brain and body are fresh. So you might be able to get the same amount of stuff done in two hours in the morning that would take you four to five hours in the afternoon. So flipping your schedule is a great way to find a little bit of extra time in your day. Here's the deal. You've got to simplify things so you aren't mindlessly going through life and you actually do have the time you want to accomplish the things you want to do. So let's take some action right now. I want you to take a hard look at your schedule. So get out a blank calendar or just a blank sheet of paper, or you can download the freebie for this episode, remember, which is at athomewithkids.com forward slash time tracker which walks you through this process, and I promise it's a good freebie. It's super simple. It walks you right through it so you don't have to do any of the thinking. Now you're going to block off the time you spend doing things that are non-negotiable. The hours in the day that you can't change, like work, for example. If you work from 8 to 5 every single day, you've got to block those hours off because those are your non-negotiable times. Now you might have time within your day that are kind of flexible, like your lunch break, or maybe you can flex some of your work time, go in a little earlier or leave a little earlier, however it works for you, but block off your non-negotiable time. Then I want you to block off eight hours for sleep every single night. (laughs) And I want you to actually block off eight hours. So decide what time you're going to go to bed, or better yet, what time you'd like to get up and block off the eight hours you'll need for sleep. So I like to get up at 5 a.m., which means I need to be in bed by 9 p.m. I need those two hours in the morning before everyone wakes up in order for me to be a nice mom and wife. So I know that 5 a.m. is my wake-up time, 
So I need to go to bed at 9 p.m. And this is also the time when I get the most work done. The morning time for me is essential to running my business. So think about your schedule and what you want it to look like and then block off your eight hours. So we all have 168 hours every single week. If you're sleeping eight hours a night, that takes 56 of those hours. And let's say you work 50 hours a week plus your commute, so we'll give you maybe 55 hours just to be on the safe side. Those are all non-negotiable hours. They happen when they happen, you have to use them. So 55 hours for work, 56 hours for sleeping still leaves you with 57 hours of flexible time. Now, I think I'm going a little bit high for the working hours. Um, so you probably have way more flexible hours than I'm saying here. Plug in your own numbers to see what your flexible time looks like. And of course, there's things you still have to get done, like making dinner, giving baths, but you have control over this time and how you spend it. Your flexible time is the time you get to design. So if you want to read for two hours a week, put it on your schedule. Look for areas in your schedule during that flexible time where you can block off maybe 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is to get to your two hours a week. You need to do laundry. If you do it every single day or every other day or once a week, block that time off. If you want to exercise 30 minutes per day, put it on your schedule. So if it's not on your schedule, you're likely going to look at it and think, hmm, will I exercise today? Instead of when will I exercise today? So if it's a priority for you, I want you to make sure you're asking yourself, when will I do this rather than will I do it? Because let's be honest, if you say, will I exercise today? The answer is most likely going to be no, unless miraculously you come to the end of the day and you're like, wow, I have two hours left and I have nothing to do. I guess I'll exercise, but <laughs> that's not going to happen. And so you need to be planning it in your schedule. So rather than Will I change your sentence to when will I do this and put it on your schedule? If you're still feeling like this is impossible, it's impossible to get everything done, here's some areas to look at to help you gain a little bit more time in your week. So you can ask yourself, how often are you on social media? Um, this could be Facebook or Instagram. And again, I'm not saying these things are bad but I am saying that we a lot of times get sucked into them longer than we want. So if you're asking yourself how often you're on social media and you find that you're on there after doing your time tracking, you're spending 30 minutes or 45 minutes a day just browsing through, and this might just be in five minute increments throughout the day, or it might be all at once, but whatever it is, try to give yourself a um, time limit. Maybe it's 15 minutes or just shorten it. So if you're on there 45 minutes a day and you shorten it to, to 15 minutes, you just gained 30 minutes every single day. And guess what you can do in 30 minutes a day? You could exercise. So, you know, even just little chunks, they make a huge difference in your schedule. The next question you can ask yourself is how many activities am I running around for, for my kids and for myself? Being in the car often takes way more time than we think, and going from place to place with our children, putting them in all these activities is hard on them and it's hard on us. So you might need to take something off the schedule in order to gain some time in the week. Another question to ask yourself is how much TV are you watching? Maybe you could cut the time in half. 
or just by a quarter. Or maybe you don't enjoy watching TV at all. It's just a default activity because you're not sure what else to do. And you could put reading a book in there or whatever else your priorities are. So ask yourself about TV and then try to cut that time down. Another one that moms often run into or parents in general is how often are you running errands? So I hear moms all the time say, I've got to run here today. I've got to go to the grocery store. I need to go to the bank. We got to go pick up our books at the library. All these different errands that you're doing take up huge chunks of your week. So look at your time tracking sheet and really see where you were running around to. And maybe you can choose just one day to get your errands done and only do what's actually necessary. So I've been guilty of this. I'll run from place to place. And maybe I hit three different grocery stores because one has the really good deals on fruits and veggies. And I saw great deals on meats at another grocery store. So I go to two different grocery stores. And rather than the grocery store taking me um, you know, 45 minutes, it now take, took me an hour and 15 or an hour and a half. I doubled my time just to get a little bit better of a deal at another store, or maybe they had something that I wanted. And to be honest, this isn't necessary. Saving 50 cents is not worth my 45 minutes of extra time. So I really have to look at my errands and cut them back. And there's a lot of things too that I don't actually need to do. Um, I might think, well, I only have like four rolls of toilet paper. I better go run and grab some toilet paper. When the truth is, it can probably last until we need to go to the actual grocery store to get all of our groceries and get everything done at once. So that's just a simple, I mean, you probably have other errands that you run and everything, but if you can cut them out or cut them down to one day, you're going to save a lot of time. The last question I want you to ask yourself is what do you spend your time doing on your days off? So most of us have a weekend or a couple days during the week or somewhere in our schedule where we have days off from work or whatever our responsibilities are. Obviously, probably not motherhood, but you have days off from your non-negotiable stuff. And I want you to analyze those activities against what your priorities are. And if you're spending the majority of those days doing chores or running from place to place or sitting on the couch, whatever they are, look at those versus what your true priorities are and make some changes so that you can use that off time to further yourself towards your purpose or your goals, your family's goals and your values. The last thing I want you to think about is, can I cut the time I do this activity in half or cut it down. So for instance, doing laundry is something I do every single day. And I've just made it a part of my day because otherwise I don't get it done. And then I end up with a pile. And the next day I'm more overwhelmed and then I don't do it. And the next day I'm more overwhelmed. So I do laundry every single day. It takes me about 15 minutes. In the morning, I throw it in. Um, I let it wash. Before we're out the door in the morning for school drop-off or wherever we're headed, I put it in the dryer. By the time we get home in the afternoon, it's dry and ready to be folded, and everybody helps. All three of my kids help me fold it and put it away, and we're done. And I would say I spend 15 minutes or less touching the laundry every single day. Now, that routine came out of me feeling so frustrated that laundry took so long. So I looked at my laundry and I decided, you know what? I bet I could do this in half the time. And then I got it down half the time and I thought, I bet I could do it even faster. I'm going to cut this time in half. So you have to be creative and look for ways that you might be able to cut these things in half. 
Meal prep is another one. I felt so overwhelmed with meal planning. Um, I have, if you haven't listened to the meal planning episode, I'll link to it in the show notes for this episode. Just go to athomewithkids.com forward slash episode 10, and it'll be in the show notes. I'll go through my whole meal planning system with you in that episode. But that was something that really stressed me out when we first had children and when, as our children have been growing, I've gotten way better at simplifying it for myself and cutting the time down because I felt like I'd spent two hours every single night prepping for the meal, trying to figure out what I'm going to make for the for my family. Sometimes I'd have to run to, back to the store because I didn't have something and it was just really frustrating. So I kept challenging myself to cut it down. And now I don't spend more than a half an hour on any single day getting ready for meals. That includes prep and cooking. But I do use 10-minute blocks here and there to prep for that meal by cutting things or cooking a bunch of meat in the beginning of the week or different things like that. So get creative. Cut your time down on things that are taking you a while. See if you can cut them in half. And then once you get good at that, cut it in half again. There's always better ways to do things. So... That's just another little tip on finding some more time in your week. If you do this exercise, if you time track, if you fill in the calendar where you have your non-negotiable and your flexible time, you're going to walk away with several more hours per week that you can allocate to your actual priorities and values. So choose one big priority and add it to your schedule as a non-negotiable time. Maybe this is exercise, maybe 30 minutes every single morning you're putting in as non-negotiable time that never moves from your schedule because now it's stuck there. It's part of it, just like work is non-negotiable, so is your exercise. Whatever it is for you, try starting with just one. And then as you get really good at this and find more time, start putting new priorities in there. And I bet you'll find yourself letting go of some things. I know when I do this, and I do it quite often, I feel like I'm getting really good at it and then I start getting overwhelmed again. So I track my time and make sure I know where it's all going. As you do it, I bet you're going to find yourself thinking, man, I don't know why I do this every week. I really don't even have to do this. I don't have to get this done. Or why do I spend so much time on this? I bet I can cut that down in half. So this is a process. It's not something, well, for some people, I'm sure it's something they master and they're just really good at. I am not born to be good at managing my time. But through this process, I've allowed myself to really analyze how I'm spending my time. I've been super honest with myself and it's really helped me find more time in my week so that I can slow down and just breathe a little bit. So that brings me to the last thing and that is don't fill in all of the white space on your calendar. You have to allow yourself to have blank spots every single day. And then you can use this for getting something done if you choose to, or you can use this for just sitting down and relaxing. You can use it to sit with your kids and watch them do something, maybe sit and read yourself a book, whatever you want to use that white space for. But it's so important that we don't schedule every second of our day and we allow ourselves sometimes to just do nothing. So I've kind of challenged you (laughs) on this episode. That is a lot for you to do. Make sure you visit the show notes and grab that freebie because it's going to walk you through this process. I know that was a ton of info. And if you're anything like me and you're listening to this podcast while you work out or while you cook dinner, um, taking notes or really thinking it through is almost impossible. So you can listen to it again. You can download the freebie 
at homewithkids.com forward slash time tracking, and you can go through this process on your own. And I know that's a huge action step for this week, but I promise it will be worth it. You just listened to an episode of The Simple Home. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I feel truly honored to be a small part of your life. Please take a moment to give a rating and write a quick review on iTunes. That will help this podcast reach more people, and I appreciate the feedback. We meet here every week, so hit subscribe so you know when the newest episode goes live. And for more practical tips on simplifying motherhood, visit athomewithkids.com. I can't wait to talk to you next time.